Um, <laughs> oh, wow. I just realized you don't have your boy on this list. I know, man. I know, because he's not a point guard this season. Who's not a point guard this season? Because the, he's not good. No, the I Lakers are definitely going to lose if Westbrook's not the point guard. They're definitely losing if Westbrook's not the point guard. Let's not talk about it. What's good, family? Welcome to a Modern Hoops podcast, the show with the freshest opinions and views on the world's most beautiful game. I'm your host, Greg, and I'm here with the homies, Dunkman Keith, Brian, Tamon. Boys, how are we feeling? I'm going to let go first. <laughs> <laughs> nervous, man. Um, hey, take two. <laughs> I feel I feel good. It's a Monday, it's Friday, like I said. Like I'm exhausted. I was up mm-hmm. early this morning, was really productive. Something you guys are really happy to know. I was working in Premiere Pro. So like hey. Yeah. I'm becoming a wizard with this for him to be Transitions. I get it now. Yes. I get it. Yeah. But no, it's 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 relaxing now that I have a three day weekend upon me where I looked at my schedule and I was like, Oh snap, like I don't have to do anything this weekend. <laughs> it's beautiful. So yeah. I'm really excited to not do a thing. <laughs> I like that. I like that. AB, how we doing? Feeling good, man. I'm feeling good, man. Like since school, you're about to start. Greg <laughs> started laughing. I, I couldn't stop myself. Oh man, y'all know school is about to start, man. Been uh, in the classroom, getting my stuff together. I really like the way my classrooms come together this year. And like I said, got a new coaching job. So hey, yo, congratulations hey, yo, on the coaching hey, job. We are a basketball podcast. <laughs> This man decided to talk about him decorating his classroom instead of talking about his I new job. I can't be job. a professional? Instead of talking about his new hey, coaching job. Last time he tried to talk about the coaching job. <laughs> it ain't going well. It ain't. It ain't. Hey, it Brian, we want to congratulate you because sure. you are now the new assistant head coach or assistant coach for the Carmel School. Absolutely. That's a big deal. It's a big move. Back. We're just going to leave it at that. Appreciate it. Appreciate it. Like I said, just moving on to different opportunities, man. Like right. Said, right. Uh, uh, new challenge. That's all. So I'm on to the next one. I that's, like that. I like that. I like that. Better. <laughs> <laughs> hey, Doug, how we doing? Hey, hey. <laughs> stay over there. Stay over there. You got it, bro. You got it. Doug, how we doing, boss? I'm good. Um, I was dolo at work all week, but we made it. Yeah. Hey, we made be it. like that. Yeah. Hold it down. Be like that. Got hold it down. For sure. For sure. It's been a good week, man. It's been a good week. We had to, and you know, we're a basketball podcast, but we got a baby Keem and Kendrick song. We got <laughs> what else? You got CLB. What else? Because I'm not saying the full name. You ain't got to. I'm not that kind of guy. It's okay. <laughs> kind of guy? <laughs> the kind of guy that eat bananas? <laughs> By himself? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that's me. Donda. You got that? That's me. I thought that was the one you were going to keep off. I mean, my bad. We, we, my we bad. Got it. To we got, got it. You got to at least mention it. I we got guess. it. And we, you know, and Trey and Trey Young came to see the light. The world helped him see the light. <laughs> Bullying works. Bullying works. <laughs> Trey Young. The next time you want to talk about hoe in any other manner other than the four letters that belong to him, goat. I suggest you keep quiet. That's all. That's all I got for you. I'm gonna start with that. But we got a lot of good stuff on the show. Brooklyn Nets traded DeAndre Jordan for yeah. four second round picks. They also gave Detroit six mil for Jalil Okafor and so. Jalil, excuse me. Jalil, Jalil. I think you can call it both ways. Um, nah, I think that's... Never, yeah. never I think it's Jalil. Thing. It's Jalil. Okay, my Jalil bad. Jalil since we thought he was going to be a star. Jalil Okafor. Dang. <laughs> yeah, why you slide <laughs> Yo, that in there? Straight bullets everywhere. Jalil Okafor and Sekou Dumbaye, if I'm correct. 
Yeah. Um. Dumboya, somewhere in that range. We apologize. For, please forgive us. We don't have the, the pronunciation in front of us. Um, but that didn't last long. They waived him or bought out. I don't know how they, they went about yeah, it. Yeah, they're playing the bottom out. They bought him out. Mm-hmm. Los Angeles Lakers got him now. Yeah, that's that's what it really came down to. So it's looking like a cold war, cold war between Brooklyn and Los Angeles. What do we think of this move? I mean it. They lost Andre Drummond and replaced him with DeAndre Jordan. I guess. Like, (laughs) (laughs) I don't, I don't, if DeAndre Jordan can contribute with anybody, it would have been with James Harden and it wasn't with James Harden in the Nets. So I don't really see what this move really, I actually like the Nets being able to move James Harden, excuse me, uh, DeAndre Jordan and Mm -hmm. what they were able to to do after the move and mm-hmm. how they were able to function. I think it was a I think the Nets won in that ordeal. I mean the fact that the Nets got any assets out of that, like I said, is definitely a W because his stock had dropped dramatically. And you still get your little Okafor for what's that worth on the NBA market. Uh and the a lot of it was just freeing up the cap like. space too. That's yeah. Fair. I think I think Jalil Okafor and especially turned out to be a, a pretty decent big Last couple years, yeah, the times so, he got minutes, so he he doesn't look bad. I think he'll definitely I mean, he's play. He's not going to play on this roster. I think he'll he'll get some time just because I think that they're going to do a lot of resting. I mean, look at the they also Brooklyn Nets brought in Lamarcus Aldridge and Paul Millsap, and, and Paul, they still got the Ricky Sharp and Claxton, yeah. So mm. and Blake Griffin. Mm. I honestly think a lot. Mm. Where's Jaleel gonna go? I think Jaleel gonna play. I really I, do. I, I, I just off the strength, of, just off the strength of these guys are old now. Like, but all they of them are gonna sit on the same night. Yeah. Paul Millsap's thirty-five. I'm saying it doesn't surprise me. Jaleel Okafor finds his way into some. He don't have to work for it. I hope he does. I hope he does. It doesn't shock me. It wouldn't it, shock me. If, if he stays on the roster. Now, sure. I would say if he stays on the roster, like, I wouldn't that be surprised if, Last year? I mean, I mean like, I'm, I'm not going to argue that point at all. I'm, their health is always going to be in question. Just like I would say the Lakers' health is now always going to be in question. Like, And that, and I think you weren't here that last pot. No. That la- the last pot, I said that from here on out, I'm taking injuries and injury history into consideration when I talk about teams yeah because sure. lakers brooklyn they got they got health issues Absolutely. these teams are officially old all of, <laughs> both of them they're like we have to take that into consideration lamarcus all is 36 paul Millsap 35 36, 36. be 36 by the time um blake 33 34 yeah i'll pull it up 30 blake ain't older than kd is he he's close they're either the same age or yeah one's older oh, he might not be 33 i might be i might be Wilding with that. Yeah, I might be wilding with that. 33 sounds crazy when I say that. <laughs> I was like, I just saw him jump over a car yesterday. What are we talking about? <laughs> 32. Oh, man. Okay. Um, so, like. I guess that was 10 years ago. So, I mean. <laughs> Yo, so, the we're, bigs. We're are, the bigs are old. And so, when you take it into consideration and the fact that they've all had health issues. Like. Yeah. LaMarcus Aldridge just got cleared, and yeah. I believe um, the Nets just signed him to, uh, what was it, one year? What was it, Keith, on the next one? Yeah, one year, 2.6. So, yeah, doesn't shock me if 
Oakford gets get some quality minutes or some rotational minutes in midseason. Makes sense with the injury history. So if he stays on the team. So, but shout out to Lamarcus Aldridge. Um, I'm I'm happy he gets to end his career the way he wants to. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Shout out. Yeah, you know. I hope we don't hear anything else in the future oh, about man, it. Pray. Hope not, he has a I'm full healthy talking. season and gets to play every game that he wants to. Mm-hmm. I'm not even gonna talk that into mm-hmm. existence. Like, um, probably, man, go for it. Yeah, for those who do not know, Lamarcus Aldridge has been medically cleared by NBA number of uh, doctors to play this next season. Um, of course, we all know that he had heart concerns, which led to his retirement or supposed retirement last season um, earlier than he had expected. Of course, he planned to play for the Nets last year, but never really got an opportunity to get on the court um, due to the heart concerns. So now he gets opportunity to, to opportunity to put on the Nets uniform, compete, play, and hopefully end out his career um, happy. Um, and satisfied. So, much, much love to him. I like hearing things like this when guys get opportunity to come back. Especially in today's age because right. a lot of vets don't get to go out the way traditionally you would like to see vets go out. You know right. what I mean? Definitely. On their own terms. Mainly because the the speed of the game, rotating players in and out of, of situations and teams uh, has sped up. And I think the young talent is there where – I think a lot of guys are just more willing to play the the young guys rather than take a chance on an older vet or to let them stick around as long as they possibly would have in the olden days. Yeah. Uh, but like I said, this is really nice to see. And I really think that LaMarcus Aldridge still has something that he can contribute to an NBA team as well. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, something he can tr- contribute to this team, in my opinion. Like, I think, he, I think he offers a lot to a team that is looking to win, especially when – Talking playoff runs, experience. He's been in those moments. He's been on some great teams, um, very competitive teams. Oh, yeah. Um, so I think when it comes down to it, they're going to need a post presence at some point in the playoffs versus some of these smaller East Conference teams, teams like Chicago. And they might, they might you know, um, tap him to really expose some things about some of these other younger, smaller teams. So. I think for the most part, it's going to be like here and there, but it's still going to run the same way the offense was kind of running last year. Uh, I think they're going to slow down maybe just a tad bit, but it's still going to work its way with the three. And I think KD is still probably just going to be willing to go down in the post over anybody consistently too. I don't see LaMarcus Aldridge like contributing a lot in terms of like points or shot attempts, but during the regular season, I would like to see how – how it plays out and his role uh, in, in the Nets. Because as much as we're going to say they're old, the way they were running last year was, you know, an extremely fast place. It was like, yeah. it was a, it was kind of like showtime-ish, if you want to say it at times. Mm. Uh, I'm, I'm just interested to see how it all fits. I, mean, they had I have the, to see it first. They had the 12th slowest pace in the league last year they weren't when they were turning up they were going they were putting up points in like bunches so you know what it reminded me of kind of last year same kind of concept obviously different players but it reminded me of like those that Dwayne Wade LeBron James Miami Heat team like yeah they but didn't this team always push it it was just a switch they would hit this team what I'm trying to say is the times I'm thinking about is the times where I got to see all three of them play which wasn't much right they always were playing like and mind you injuries take into account i'm just trying to speak positively though i don't i don't want to see any of those major injuries this mm-hmm. nba season i actually want to see clay back everybody so 
they can compete at the highest level because this is we're seeing everybody about to exit their primes and I'm getting tired of years being wasted. Um, it's very true. But yeah, when all three of them were together, it just seemed like they got up and down the floor so quickly because they were shooting extremely efficiently as well. So it was like shot goes up and it's not touching anything uh, down uh, when it's going in half the time. So it's interesting to see. I think Lamar Aldridge does fit though. I think he's gonna do for them kind of weirdly to say it's gonna be kind of what Carmelo does for the Lakers in an extent, like. You know he's not giving you much day to day, but there's gonna be that one playoff game. Yeah, seventeen. Where he just goes berserk, and it's just gonna be like, oh man, he had like a clutch out here, a clutch out here, a clutch out there, boom, boom, boom. Yeah. And then you look up and you're like, man, Melo had nineteen. Lamarcus had twenty one tonight. Whoa, we flashback like. Because they 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 still have the talent to go get those numbers at any given moment. Exactly, and then especially when you have them as your. Shoot, fourth or fifth best option. Offensive player yeah. on the so they're floor. not getting that 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 treatment from the you're, defense. Like I said, you're really getting a chance to work in a one on one situation against somebody. Who and I saw it the very few times I got to see Lamarcus play last year with the Nets. I did exactly, exactly like. see that. That's exactly what it looked like. Yeah, they gave him an island somewhere in the in the in the post and mid post area, and he just worked. He's and still, he's still money from there, and it's not touching anything. It's, it's beautiful. Still money. It's not. <laughs> it's not it's touching not. anything. I will say, just bringing it back to the Lakers and DeAndre Jordan, I don't understand the move. Oh, no. That's why we stopped talking about it. Like, I don't. I mean, I don't get it. You got Dwight Howard. You know what's funny? Mm-hmm. What's funny? You walked in. I walked in. You saw the report. Right. <laughs> and then you was like, really? I was like, yeah, it happened like an hour ago. I really think Rob Palinka's been functioning like that for a good minute of the offseason. Where he's mean? just like, huh, I'll take him. <laughs> you know, like well, I'll take him. Why not? I don't know. Back on the market. Uh, get over here. But Rondo I don't makes even sense. Go that far. Like, like, I like. I'm not gonna say I like all the moves they made over the summer, but like all the moves they made seem to have had like a central direction. Like this was just like, why not? DeAndre's there, and it's like, but why do you eight? In order for the Lakers to be the best version of themselves, AD has to play the five. We know that. Point blank simple. There's no more working around. There's no more trying to cut. He has to play the five for them to be the best. Dwight Howard, your backup. That's the rotation. Or should be. You now add DeAndre Jordan for what? Which means AD ain't playing no five for Which real. means the Lakers will lose. <laughs> AD been saying he ain't playing the five for how many years? Hey, no. They and every year we like, we need AD to play the five. And every year he's like, bro, I'm not playing the five. And they said they went to Westbrook's house and they all talked about making sacrifices and Braun was going to play the bro, four. Bro, Westbrook went to PG house five. and threw him a party and said, you know, we love you in the OKC. He tried to skedaddle. I don't care what happened at any of these houses or anything like that, Bruh. especially with Westbrook's I mean, name. I'm not, I'm not. I'm not disagreeing with you. I'm just saying, like, this is why it's so, it's so funny with these players sometimes because like they really can't get out of their own way. That's what I'm saying. Ad, like, I think he should play the five. He's better as a five. I don't know if he will play the five. That's I what think, I'm saying. I think the problem, you're alluding to a bigger problem, and the bigger problem is these players are players are too talented to want to get out of their own way. And so, therefore, they feel like they are obligated to say, or not even obligated, they feel like my best interest is the team's best interest. And and they, and to be fair, I think all of them at some point had a right to say it. Yeah. Like, AD yeah, went yeah. healthy, top five. LeBron James, considered uh, second best player of all time. Argument. Or, you know, or at least top five player of all time. Like Top that's, three. That's where they, yeah, that's where they I, throw. Even I got to say top three. Like, that's, that's where... 
I mean, guaranteed top five. You know, yeah, guaranteed, guaranteed, guaranteed. Russ, MVP, like talent, Mr. Triple Double, like Carmelo, like Hall of Famer. All these Hall guys. Of Famer. You name a Hall of Famers. Famers. Dwight like, Howard, Hall of Famer. You name a Hall of Famers. Rondo, Rondo, Hall of Famer. You name a Hall of Famers. You get where I'm at? I, like, I'm like, with you. I think I think they have a hard time. I keep forgetting they got Rondo. Having a hard time switching to Jeez. saying like, I'm in a I'm a I'm a Hall of Famer now in a role player's body. I don't and, know. And, so, and they don't want to do so that. This is, so this and my, for AD, AD don't got to say that. Because AD says, I'm, I'm, a, I'm future Hall of Famer, not future Hall of Famer body. Well, yeah, future <laughs> Hall of Famer body when healthy. Like, well, AD I, I, I gotta switch a to little nobody. bit more leverage. Because exactly. he's the youngest. But he this, has the ring already. He's the, the Laker big man, et cetera, et cetera. Now, that does not mean that he should be doing what he's doing. But I can understand why he feels that he. I'm has just giving right. you the mindset. Yeah, I'm giving you the to, mindset. At least my thought process. Saying that mind, like I get what y'all are saying. I really do. I'm saying the mindset doesn't make sense for a guy like AD who literally won a championship playing the five. No, I, I hear you. Like you, there's no like I, I tell players this all the time. Like there's no way I can show you on film this works, and then you come to me in the game and be like, Coach, that don't work. Like, no, it works. I have it on wax. I have it on tape. I have it on film. This is when you're at your best. And then you come to me and be like, I don't want to do it. Why? You got to ask AD that. It ain't fun. It ain't fun. What do you mean it's not fun? You're getting 30 and 12. But some people like to that's win. That's not fun. Some people like to win and play in their way. And, and, and once again, that's been one of my biggest criticisms of LeBron. It's his way. Chris Paul has always been his way. It's a whole Chris lot of Paul people who are thing. like, yo, I am trying to win in this and, version. And for some mm-hmm. reason, I kind of understand that more when you are a ball handler because the ball's in your, your hands. hands. You yeah, make you're the decisions. decisions. Yeah. The play lives and dies with you. When you're a big, mm-hmm. pretty much everything you do is facilitated off the fact of where you can get the ball on the court, the spots you can get to, and where your teammates can get you the ball. Mm-hmm. If you're going to play the four, especially in this NBA with Dwight Howard and DeAndre Jordan and Mark Gasol, AD, you are limiting yourself on the court. You now have to be a perimeter player. And yes, we he all know to be, you can he shoot. He wants to be out there. Okay, fair. We know you can shoot. We're not saying he can't knock down shots. But you're not an elite shooter by any stretch of the imagination. No. You're actually giving the defense a break when you're out there. Exactly. Uh, Leek and I had the conversation all the time, especially during those uh, first-year Clippers-Lakers matchups. And I'm like, first half of, of both of those first games that we had lost mm-hmm. uh, w- towards opening day and then the one on Christmas, it was like, yo, AD's lighting them up, lighting them up. And then second half, he just hangs out on the perimeter, and there goes all of the energy for, for the game. Facts. So, I like, I'm – if AD isn't going to play, especially in the playoffs, and granted, the whole rotation might have changed by the playoffs. That's yeah, We can trade half the team by then. Exactly. That's very true, too. Um, but if AD's not going to commit to playing at least 20 to 24 minutes as the five, they have no chance at winning the title. I'm, I'm saying that right now. They have no chance. Nope. I have Brooklyn beating them either way if both teams are healthy. But their only chance is AD at the five because Brooklyn has no answer for that. Yeah, I've been saying it's Brooklyn all the way. If they're healthy. I've been saying that for years. We'll get to Regardless that. Regardless of what the Lakers do. 
We'll definitely, we'll definitely get to that when it's time to make our prediction. I, I hear, at least I hear y'all championship team. You feel me? But I said we'll get to that because we still got to make our you know early predictions on like who's gonna walk away with the ring, all that in the third. But I mean, yeah, we'll see. We'll see. Shout out to Lamarcus Aldridge. Shout out to DeAndre Jordan. Um, see what happens with them. Um, moving on. Over team, overtime elite. Um, we everybody heard of these guys, right? Yeah, yeah. Um, added three: mm, Bryson Warren, Dominic Barlow, and three more prospects. Um, they have seemed to be another alternative route for um, prospective professional ball players uh, for high school, um, where these kids are making decisions to forego college and maybe even forego, yeah, forego college and take this route instead. Um, much like some players have taken the route of the G League. And I haven't paid this that much attention mm-hmm. um, until I started noticing how many players they've been snagging. And it, I, I guess it's a real question at this point. Is Overtime Elite a real threat to the NCAA and the NBA G League for prospective players? I mean, if you're just saying for players in general, yeah, I'm like sure. For but I mean, for the elite players, you do you think the do they do you sure. think they could have? Yeah. They're doing it right now. Yeah, I was it. It's not. I think it's already shown to to work. Now it depends on what are you asking. Like, what are the players' goals? Because if you're talking about an alternative route to the NBA, I don't think it'll be that. Okay. I don't think a lot of these guys are going to. I think some of them can, but. I don't think it's going to be how, like, the G League and like team is like, oh, all the young guys on there you expect to get drafted or at least get signed uh, right. after the draft. But, you know, it's another way for these young men to make money. So not everybody's going to get to the league in, in, in the first place. And college is not for everybody. So it's not anything I can hate on. But I think in terms of preparing one for NBA success, I don't think that this league is going to do it. But – then again, we haven't seen anything formulate from this at all, really. Like, no leagues, no games, anything. It's just a lot of signings. Right, and I think that's where I was going to next. We haven't seen any competition yet. Haven't seen them. Haven't seen any play um, yet. But just the idea of saying, like, I'm looking at it, every OTE player get, will earn a six-figure salary, will get a guaranteed minimum of at least 100 K per year, mm-hmm. bonuses, a share of o- equity in overtime, which means a lot because overtime kind of going crazy. Mm-hmm. Um, in addition, players will participate in revenue from use of their name, image, and likeness. Um, they're pretty much giving them a little taste of everything. Um, I think I think this is a is it a threat to the NBA or the NBA G League? I don't think so. Is it a threat to NCAA? I think so, in a way. It's going to um, take players, but it's not going to shake the foundation of the, the NCAA. not going to shake the foundation, but no matter how... It, it's like, okay, if you keep giving me things that pulls away from the well, right? Mm-hmm. It it kind of takes away or it waters down the product of the college basketball. I see what so, you mean. So you know, is it going to make the NCAA worse because they're going to miss out on certain players who are going to go to this league? So I've said this for yeah. years. I've said this for years, and we've had this conversation before. I would actually say this is probably more so 
a threat to G League, not the NBA. The NBA is always going to end up with the top talent. Right. But I would say this is more so a threat to the G League model than the NCAA. The problem with NCAA is their marketing. Like, I've always said that. Granted, yes, you want to get young superstars in there, so-and-so, so-and-so. Like, it's great to have Zion Zion Williamson in a Duke jersey and so on and so forth. But the NCAA, at the end of the day, especially with the G League popping up and Overtime Elite popping up and all these different organizations popping up, they have to understand the reason people watch the NCAA, especially, let's be honest, the thing people really watch is March Madness. The reason people watch March Madness isn't always to see Zion. Yes, that is a big contributing factor. Mm -hmm. Don't get me wrong there. But we watch, one, for the upsets, the Cinderella stories. We watch because we have our teams. We watch because at the end of the day, we're all going to fill out a bracket. That is why people watch. You, they have to understand the way you market the NCAA is these are players you've seen now for three, four years. You saw this player play three years at your school. He's now in his senior year, and he's trying to make that miracle run. He's trying to get from so and so to so and so. I think if you go that route, eh. I think the world I moves. I think the world moves too fast for that. I mean? think if you're banking on just your juniors being the the uh, the leading stars in NCAA, and I understand. There are still going to be incoming freshmen that are going to be really good, et cetera, et cetera. But as the league pool expands and more overtime elites pop up mm-hmm. and more kids go that route or G League route, mm-hmm. I think the NCAA would lose a large portion of its viewers, which were the casual fans who do come and just see the big names, the the Ricky names and mm-hmm. et cetera. Um, you do make a point. It's not like the NCAA is going to die because it's so thoroughbred, but I think that kind of thinking is a kind of thinking that the NCAA has already had in terms of just doubling down on its own brand. Um, and I don't think it'll necessarily be successful unless it does try to tweak it a little bit to, to match the comforts and expectations of the new age market and with all of the kids, which it did eventually forego and allow a lot of kids to sound like, uh, what would they call it? Like the NIL? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, those deals. Yeah, so. NIL. Yeah, so those deals. But that's still, it's way too late and it's still like just not enough. Um, Yeah, it does need a market rebrand. Definitely. I'm not. Yes. And no. (laughs) So. What you just mentioned is the current model for college football still. Exactly. College football, not college yeah. basketball anymore. I think college basketball has started to turn to, oh, no, we are now going to focus on these one and dones. I'm watching names. all those Memphis games next exactly. year. Exactly. I think that's where they made their mistake, um, in all honesty. I think I think that's what making I, the one and done rule. I mean, making the highly they, marketing that how they, as opposed how they to they started marketing that. Right? I don't. I, I think don't. That's where they made their I think. I mean, at first it was like you can go at any time, and then they made a rule so they actually kept talent there for a year. Uh, I think it was just such a bad one because now it kind of put like a a level of stardom on those kids who you knew were just in college to leave right for the NBA. So they were kind of like an asterisk next to those freshmen, those one and done freshmen. They were a prize, so that's why mm-hmm. everybody came and looked at them because while you made a rule that you thought was going to keep more players within the NCAA. Now it kind of focused the public on just those players uh, for the most part. Well, not for the most part, for a good uh, amount of it. What, 
I'm look I'm looking at it from this lens. And I'm I'm looking at it from a lens of the NCAA didn't get it wrong in marketing the one and dones or yeah, the one and dones or the mm-hmm. elite freshmen, all that in the third. They in terms of college basketball, they, that's not where they went wrong. Mm-hmm. And I think they should lean into that more at this stage because at this point. At yeah, this stage, because I mean we care at yeah, ten years ago or eight years ago, we cared when JJ Reddick rocked the four and he was at Duke and most buckets in a Duke. And, and, we just, <laughs> and we just love screaming at how awful JJ Reddick was. Like it was JJ Reddick and Duke. Like when you t- when you thought of Duke, you thought JJ Reddick and yeah, it was thought, synonymous. And it thought and you thought hate. Like honestly. You Tyler Hansbro, UNC, um, Raymond Felton. Like you think about guys who's been there for that experience of time. Draymond Green in Michigan State, right? Kemba and UConn. Like that's that's what it used to be. Now we're in a stage where it's Lonzo and UCLA. It's D Rose. It's uh, Imani Bates now in that mob. Like Kentucky. Ken- period. Kentucky. <laughs> yeah, like John Wall. Every year. AD. Yeah. Like you insert Cat. name here. Like Julius Randle. Any like, of them. Like. It's it's that now, and I think mm-hmm. I like that more, and I think that's why I, I think a part of me felt like that's why I was so disinterested last in, year. In, last year, because I was like, it did feel like an air of disinterest among the NCAA last no, year. Yeah, the blue bloods didn't hit like they were supposed to hit. They sucked. Let's be <laughs> real. And the one and duns that I wanted to see, they were in the G League. I mean, yeah, they were half of them were in the G League. Half in G League, and Kate. I liked college you know, basketball last year. You know, huh? I liked college basketball last yeah. year. Gabe wasn't I mean, in the blue blood. Like, he wasn't a blue blood. So I'm like, <laughs> I, I mean, it's cool. Yeah. I'm, I'm going to watch it because yeah. I like basketball. But I wasn't, I don't think I was bought in to the narrative as much as I was bought into it before. And I think because elements were missing or they mismarketed the elements within, the, within college basketball. I mean, college I, football, no, you ain't got to change anything. You got Nick Saban, you got Dabo, and then you got guys. You got you got to stay for three years. So you're gonna have a QB you're gonna see for two, three years and see him kind of blossom into a first round pick. You're gonna see a corner kind of show up big time, and you know you're gonna have a running back that's mm-hmm. gonna go Heisman like at some point. Like you get, you're gonna have that. Yeah. No, our, our national player of the years are now turned out to be one year, two year yeah, guys. One year freshman. So. It's it's different now, and so if that's the case, then you're gonna have to market it like it's the NBA, and I think that's why G League and OTE is so is so um, entertaining to these guys because like y'all put me on a pedestal that the NCAA isn't put me mm-hmm. on yet, and yeah, they're giving us the NIL, but they ain't they still ain't appreciating us the way y'all appreciating us. I mean, you can you can always try to make. Larger incentives for players who stay within the the NCAA, like if they were actually just willing to pay players. But that's the thing; they're still skirting around NCAA money touching the players' money because this is the NILs is just like, all right, you get to go make money off of your your own face. Like, right. you've already earned that; you were born with that. So, it it it's it's a forever conversation. Yeah. I think, yeah. and I think it's only going to get more like that. But I do think. If you keep, if there's more avenues where players can go, and I mean, players can still go to overseas. Players yeah. can still go get a bag from the NBL and and now the G League and now Overtime Elite. And if they if they hot enough, they can go over to Spain and, and play in the Euro League. Like, 
it's too many different lanes. The NCAA, if they keep playing around, they're five. They're gonna they, they gonna get guys still, but I mean, yeah, guys will always go. To, it's like I said. I feel like they once again. I I kind of agree with you. Like I feel like they've lost the battle already. Like yeah, it's done so. They've lost the battle. So at this point, the floodgates are open now. You're gonna try to stop the water, but I'm of the firm belief they need to remarket. If I was them, honestly, and granted, I don't know how the NBA would ever agree to this again. But like, and I said this when the run and done rule came out. If you remember years ago when that happened, I was like, mm-hmm. the NCAA basketball they need to go to the college baseball rules. You can come out of high school; that's your choice. If you go to college, you're there three years. Like point blank simple. I don't think in, in this now. Yeah, it'll never be agreed to. Uh, yeah, I don't yeah, think NBA would agree to it now. It. But like that should have been their model yeah, because the players will hate that. Huh? Even, but there's still ways to skirt around that. All right. So you, okay. if you go to college, you go to college. All right, cool. I don't want to be here no more. I'll transfer. Maybe I don't transfer. I'll go overseas. Just I'll, spend, I'll but, spend. I'll spend so my. But now you're, early. I'll spend one year overseas, and then I'll get. You know, I'll go over to the league. But it would create. But I feel like it would create more buy-in for players and for coaches as well. Right? I don't think so. No, it don't. I think it's I gonna would. create more point, decision. Like I have to. I have to guarantee you three years. The transfer I, portal. Or maybe even, I think college baseball is two, actually. I don't think, I think people are still mad about one year. I think it should be a reduction. But I if don't you think have the choice to go straight out of high school, then, like, those guys, they're going then. Like, that's the point. Like, those guys who you know are certified. But then I don't want anybody pros. to mellow tremble themselves either. Like, you're, you're, after your first What's year, you that? pop. But this is what, mellow tremble stayed too long. I mean, but it's a struggle. I mean, oh, it just happens. He gambled. Yeah, it, like it always. Like that's. Every, but like, if you were able draft, to strike, like year. let's say that that kid that pops his freshman year, if he's able to actually go, mm-hmm. boom, he can make that bread. Oh no, he came back from his sophomore year. Let's not even say that his window, his numbers, uh, dwindle. Let's say he gets hurt, and like, like a, that's a the risk year, anywhere. that's a risk you're just gonna have to take. It's a sick one because it it's an added risk that wasn't there before. When I could just leave at after any year, I think. I think buy-in should be more not because we provided restrictions. I think incentives. Yeah, I, not not necessarily incentives. It doesn't have to be an incentive. It could be honestly, if we remove the restrictions, that's the buy-in in itself. So if you're telling me I have an opportunity to go to the league, I have an opportunity to go to college, that means I get to make the decision. If I pick college, that means I bought in. The I, the door was always open, open for me to go to the yeah. league, and I could I could pick that any day of the week if I wanted to. But I chose college. I mean, that's and therefore I have. I have personally created the buy-in. Nobody had to create the buy-in for me. That's what I don't appreciate with college because it's it's this false sense of these guys want to be here. These guys really don't want to be, be there. Here. They don't like, want to be there. They being here because you tell them like they gotta be would, here. Some of them want to want to be there, but I not feel like a, that not would a, keep the guys that want to be there. Like that creates that for them. But I mean, hey, I can't argue with that point. Let's say I don't think I, I can't name a lot of drafted players that would look back and went like, yeah, like I wanted being there three years would have been cool. Like that's tough. Some guys, some guys. I'm not gonna take that away. There's quite a few. Yeah, I'm not gonna take that away. I think they're gonna choose league each and every time though. Over another year of college, they because they already did the first time. I don't know. I'm not. I'm not gonna take that away. Cause there's guys who actually enjoy the college experience. I'm not saying they didn't. I'm just saying. I think they enjoy their pro experience more. <laughs> that's do. it. I would say some do and some don't, honestly. I think the majority, though. That's like, why I'm going The with. ones that are good in the pros probably do. But, like, if you went from being a, case point, Tyler Hansbrough, 
you went from being essentially a god on UNC's campus to just a guy in the NBA and didn't last long in the NBA. I mean, enjoyable like, experience, yeah, but I was just thinking about reaching the pros, period. I feel you. I mean, reaching the pros is a milestone, and it's a huge milestone, but to be the big fish, and the saying being a big fish in the UNC is a small that's pond. A, that's a big yeah, that's pond. A big bond. That's a that's big pond, ocean. but like... That's the ocean. That's a big but pond. being a, a big fish at a, at a, you know, a blue blood... Gosh. Nah, it's a tough better. experience. That's, I mean, don't get much better than that. Yeah, I mean, being a superstar. I mean, we were talking about Riggins earlier. I mean, fair, but that that lasts you four years, and you ain't even getting paid for it over the table. I, I hear you. But I can guarantee one thing: Kyle Hansbrough can go to North Carolina anytime he wants to, and he'll get some money and eat for free. Facts. I'd rather have my own <laughs> money. <laughs> but hey, you're right. No, I hear there, you. there, there are some people that will probably choose that experience over the pros. I'll, I'll always choose. I think the pros over that experience, but it's experience I never had either or. So I feel you. Same. But yeah, you were talking about, you know, hundreds of thousands to millions of dollars, or you're talking about being exploited on a collegiate level. I don't care how fun the parties are. Like, I hear you. No, I, I mean, I get it. I mean, I'm, I'm not going to be exploited that aspect. All right. Call it what you want. Let's go. <laughs> Big deal or no deal. Rich Paul is being sued by Nerlens Noel. Noel claims breach of fiduciary duty, breach of contract, and negligence. The lawsuit doesn't cite a specific amount of damages, but asks for actual and punitive relief. You can't sue Rich Paul because you weren't good enough for the contract you wanted. I mean, he got hurt technically, so that's part of it. I think this is... I think this is... Out of left field. Because technically, he had the deal. Rich told him to turn that deal down, and you'll get more later. That's, I'll say you can't sue Rich Paul. Little bad consulting. You made a bad decision. That's what I'm. What regardless? <laughs> like that's why you can't sue Rich Paul. At the end of the day, it's your name that's getting signed. Turn your mic around. At the end of the day, it's your name that has to get signed on that dotted line, not the agent's name. If you didn't sign the paper, that's on you, fam. If you, I mean. Yeah, that one. That's how I feel about the money. I'm like, yo, yo. If you would have, if I think if you were better, you would have got, you would have got the bread somehow anyway. <laughs> but it's it's not a funny thing because uh, no, that's a lot hurt. of money. Yeah, and it's that's a lot a, of money. I think it was but, a five year, seventy million dollar deal. But this is like somebody. Up. This is somebody just trying to look to blame somebody else, in my opinion, and that's why I don't like it. I mean, like I don't this, care how much. Like if I had the opportunity to sign, like. You know what I mean? There's reports, and there's reports that other agents have influenced pressed this. him to and influenced him to make this move. I wasn't gonna bring that up, and, but and no, I mean we got to get to it because that's part of it. I felt um, like I was conspiracy theorist. Um, there's reports of that, and then there's also reports that agents are happy um, that this is being done because they just don't bang with Rich Paul. Yeah, that's and, no surprise. And so this is just kind of let's get him while we can. But I don't think I don't think he wins this case. I think I think this was a waste of time. I don't think he should win this case. I don't think I it think, makes sense to even bring up as a case. I don't think you have enough standing. But who knows? Maybe it's something behind the scenes with enough evidence. I but think it was from filed all in the, Dallas. I don't know what that means. But <laughs> filed in Dallas. <laughs> like I think he filed he filed the lawsuit in Dallas. I don't know if that that has any I don't weight. Know. I think the the deal was for OKC or for was it for Dallas for the Mavericks. Man, Nerlens Noel has been on a lot of. Who we supposed to sign a deal with? The Mavericks or yeah, OKC? The Mavericks. Oh, the maybe Mavericks. that's why. So I don't. Um, 
Yeah, I I say this is a no deal type thing. I think this is more so just let's try to taint Rich Paul's name in clutch sports any way we can. Yeah. And it, and it, this oh, ain't going to work. Move Ben Simmons and he's acting like this. Tyrese Maxey is trying to get in on that deal supposedly. Might be throwing in. Come on. Nobody man. likes clutch right now except me. I love clutch. <laughs> I don't know what we talk about. Like, guys who... Guys who hoop still get in the bag. Yeah, I will say, that, <laughs> bro, and early, I'm not hating. Like, I I get it. Like, love to see a black man get paid. Look, at the end of the day, that was your decision. Like, you had to sign off on that. It wasn't like he just yeah. ripped up the contract that held you, like, at gunpoint and told you, I'm not letting you sign this. Fact. I don't know what else to say other than that. Fact. You're the 6'11", 220-pound man. Yeah, I want to see. I just want to know why was it outside of his control? That's what I'm trying to confuse. Right. Like, if you had final say so, I don't think this really counts. And I get it. It's, it's, I mean, the story is weird in itself. So I was reading a little bit more about it. I didn't mean to cut you off. No, you I did, it. but I didn't. Um, I didn't have much more to say, but criticism <laughs> about how that was confusing. But the story of the report is that he met Rich Paul Nerlens at a party, and he gave, and Rich Paul gave him his two cents about the contract. And then, therefore, he fired his previous agent. I think it was Happy Walters, if I'm correct. Yep. He fired him then, and then that's when they proceeded to that's the full handle story. the contract the way they handled it. He now he's claiming Rich was dirty macking. <laughs> <laughs> hey, that's what that's about. called. That's what that's called, right? I mean, that's, that's dirty not macking. Out of the realm of clutch, though. I'm not mad if Rich is doing it. You like, can't get mad at somebody. You got dirty mac, like, <laughs> like. And I feel like this is more so. So also understand this. <laughs> they're both suing each other. Clutch is suing New Orleans for not paying his commission. Noel's now counter suing. Also, oh, it's a counter suit. It's it's honestly who started I, what first. Exactly. I will say. New Orleans has no case to stand on because at the end of the day, you have to make the decision. You chose to fire your agent who got you the seventy million dollar deal. I just and want go, some accountability. And go on the word of right. Rich Paul. Where I won't, I don't think this is a big deal by any stretch. I will say this is a small deal simply on the fact of it's just a lot of undercurrent about Clutch right now. And granted, some of it's jealousy, some of it's. I think a unfair. lot of it's jealousy. Yeah. So, and I will also say some of it is like, yo, dude, like y'all are trying to do too much. Are they? Like, that, but to, that's how some people feel. And then let them like, feel y'all are doing too much. What is much. too much? I think they John feel Wall's that John Wall's contract way. was too much, but like, hey, if we can get it to go, we can get it to go. Well, it's, so it's not the contract thing. I don't think it's the contract. I don't think it's about players getting paid. Like, I don't think it's the fact that they are trying to do it and they're setting themselves up to where, going back to the Ben Simmons thing, going to LeBron and Lakers, where y'all literally just can try to control every team in the league because y'all have star player on it like you can't control every team like well, I, can talk, hmm? I can try you can try Watch. but you can't then get mad when everybody's like nah bro y'all gotta y'all, who says nah. rich i don't think rich is mad look I, i'm not i, I don't know if fair. he's I don't, I don't i don't know if he's mad or not i'm not gonna speak fair. for him but i'm just assuming like everything i heard was just like yo i can try all this and y'all can hate if y'all want to hate i don't think anything he's trying to do even if it is Going as far as controlling the league by being able to move the talent around like that. 
And my I would, opinion is always like, if you don't want somebody to do something, then stop them in a certain kind of way. Like either sign the talent of themselves, or the NBA is gonna have to transfigure something. But if Rich is moving within the confines of the rules, right, legally, yeah, I'm, that's exactly what's going. Well, where what are we talking about? He ain't do nothing wrong. Like when people was like, oh yeah, the Warriors and no till it comes out. Hey, when they were like KD and the Warriors were cheating, I was like, how they ain't break no rules? That's what I always said. If until somebody showed me that he has broken egregious rules, egregious. and collusion ain't one of them, because everybody colludes. Right. Colluding, I, I, I agree. With that. you know, that's, that's that's not a well. It is a rule break, but nobody. Cares. Whatever, yeah. Nobody it's cares. like tampering. It's exactly. like nobody we know cares. that collusion and tampering does not yeah. count. Nobody cares. Does not count. So <laughs> you got to go ahead and you got to find something else way more heavy for me to say. Oh, they are breaking rules and they are really changing the me. the. The landscape of the league in an illegal way. Egregious. Has to be. Egregious. So, once again, it's not even a thing of illegal. Granted, once again, that's a whole different discussion. It's not the idea that they're doing something illegal. It's almost, at the end of the day, especially when you're talking about GMs, agents, mm-hmm. players, a lot of that is operated on the idea of the relationship and good faith. That is how things are operated. And that's on any level. So. When you have guys like Rich Paul who are outsiders already. Yep. Who then walk into a situation and now they're walking into the room and they're the ones holding the biggest trade chips. And not only are they holding the biggest trade chips, they're holding it over your head. It's like hey, Game guys, of Thrones. Huh? Game of Thrones. Okay. And mostly everybody in Game of Thrones gets their head cut off. It- I think in this way, I think. <laughs> I think we should start with, with the source in terms of what you said with somebody who wasn't allowed in that space initially. Like, not from that space, the yeah. outsider in that space. I ask, do we all think he's credible to be in that space now? Yeah, for sure. I think everybody does. I think when he became credible to get in that space, it was still hard and extremely hard for him to get in that space. And they made it hard for him to get there. Mm-hmm. So when I got there and I'm the best at it, I don't care what y'all think about how I move. Because when I was trying to move within the confines of what y'all consider to be the right way, I wasn't allowed in the space. But now I'm dominating it and everybody hates how I dominating it. I wish I could say some other stuff on this pod about what they can do, but... Yeah, they can go go. <laughs> That's that is sick. Like you can't get mad. Like you can't when I get mad at me. You can't get mad at me for learning the game that y'all didn't teach me. Yeah, that y'all refused to show me. And then I decided to beat y'all within and, and, the confines of the game my way. In my like, way. Like no, fam. Take this L. That's hating. Take this L. I mean, facts. We're gonna find out. Facts. Like, I think the biggest interest, the most interesting moment in clutch. Will be the day LeBron officially retires. I was wondering that when LeBron retires, what happens in clutch? Because that's when unless he his, still has the face of the NBA in clutch. I like I don't think he'll ever have as big a piece as of LeBron James. Top and three that's ever, his, yeah. And that's his biggest leverage. I don't know about that statement. And and here's why. Because LeBron James is not leaving the league once he retires. LeBron James won't be. It's different. It's different. It's it's different, but it's not. So we remember, we remember, rest his soul. Kobe passed away, mm-hmm. or before Kobe left, everyone was heading over to Mamba Academy, yeah. and they were working right. out. They was getting pieces from Kobe, all that in the yeah. third. That's now Bron. Unfortunately, Bron is now that new voice, and will be the new voice when he retires. And we had we sitting here having conversations. Kay Cunningham is considering LeBron as his goat. Yeah. Like these, these are the guys that they consider. No 
So if LeBron is one of the first, is the first billionaire ball player mm-hmm. to to make it and in who, the league, and who was represented? He was clutch. Mm-hmm. Once and once and once and once he retires, but that's and the once face he retires, of it. We know Rich Paul as LeBron's agent, and and, and honestly. Rich Paul and, and Le- LeBron James both away. own clutch, and LeBron just hadn't said it out loud yet. Exactly. Of course. So if you're telling me LeBron and Rich Paul continue to run things at clutch, then that means LeBron has cachet to pull guys to Rich Paul. Okay. He's going to be influencing the league until he's 60. Therefore, if Rich Paul ain't <laughs> going nowhere, that. LeBron James is not going nowhere. If LeBron James is not going nowhere, that means that Rich Paul can continue to move in the way he's been moving, and possibly even in a more way because he's established himself within the, this space for what is now what? 12 years? Something like that. Like, give, give it like 15 years at least. Like, he's he's been here for a minute. 40 years. So, <laughs> at that point, it'll be 25 years of experience. He knows all y'all moves. Everybody else happy, Walters. Anybody else who hating. I'm not. I'm CAA. <laughs> like, anybody else who's hating on, on, on nah, facts. Rich. He knows y'all moves. I've seen, and y'all, knows, I've seen y'all for generations now. And he knows how to get it done his way. So, therefore, he's not going anywhere, in my opinion. Anywhere. It's only going to get worse. In my in my idea, in my thought process. So this whole idea of oh, we'll see how it happens when LeBron retires. When LeBron retires, it will be worse in my opinion, because he'll have guys like Cade, he'll have guys like Zion. I can't guarantee guys, that, but that's like, a whole. It's logical. It it's makes logical. A, it makes a whole lot of sense. Like, will he have the face of the league? Perhaps not. That's probably that's Luca, Giannis. We don't. Yeah, me. I doubt. I doubt he have that guy. But is he gonna have number three? Number five, number ten. You have like three we'll of the top ten for sure. We'll like I said, I mean, what you said is logical. Like I said, it does make sense. I will say, like, just the idea of having LeBron James playing. Sure. I mean, yeah, I get it. Is the biggest bargaining chip. Yeah, I understand. Arguably in league history. No, for sure. For sure. And the minute he decides, I am no longer playing the game of basketball. I am now a voice. I am now, uh, however you want to call it. It'll be point, easier for other league icon. agents to dismiss what Braun does too. It's like, oh no, you're not playing. You can't directly influence how you used to. Like, come and play with me is no longer it's a chip you, not a you have anymore. And I mean, hey. Once again, what you said is very logical. I'm not saying LeBron <laughs> no, no, won't no. still have influence. He definitely will. Massive. But that major chip of like, hey, I can get you to the Lakers because LeBron's on the Lakers. Like, I can get you to such and such because LeBron's going to make sure. Da, 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 da. Like, these are things. Like, we watched this happen numerous times throughout yeah, LeBron's sure. career where it's like, J.R. Smith and KCP got paid because of LeBron. Like, point blank simple. Tristan got a bag. Tristan got paid because of LeBron. Teams now, like, I don't have to cater to you because, yeah, yeah, you have the fifth best player in the league. Cool. He's not LeBron. I don't have to cater to you in this aspect. I can go get the seventh best player and whatever the case may be and fill my team that way. Like, I don't have to go above and beyond to keep you happy just because you have LeBron James in your back pocket. So, yes, what you said is very logical. LeBron is going to have influence for decades to come. No if and buts about it. But that major chip hanging over everybody's head, once that's gone, I'm interested to see how the NBA maneuvers with clutch sports after that. Because, yes, players are going to come up and admire LeBron. And they'll, like I said, they'll look at him and they'll definitely, like I said, listen to what he has to say. But right now, they're, all these guys in the league, like, they talk to LeBron heavily. 
Like, yeah, guys coming in after this, K, K's not going to be friends with LeBron James. They are two different lanes of life right now. Yeah. Cade is going to look at LeBron as a mentor, but at the end of the day, Cade's his own person. Guys like Zach Levine, who else is in clutch? Draymond. These are LeBron's contemporaries. Mm-hmm. We are like, I've been to war. I've been to war with you. I've been on Team USA with you. I've done here. I've gone here with you. We've gone out together. We are bonded. So, yeah, LeBron, you can redirect my life, essentially, to some extent, because I trust you to handle that. Not every Jalen Green is not going to have that. Guys, whoever you want to throw in next draft, like Imani Bates, these guys, yes, LeBron's a mentor. You're not. Jason Tatum You're didn't sign. You're not my dad. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. J- like, Jason Tatum didn't sign with Kobe's agent. Like, oh, yeah, I rock with you. You'll teach me stuff. I, you're cool. I'm doing my own thing, though. Yeah, they're still grown, man. For sure. They're still, I'm not saying but they're not. But the influence not. is still crazy. The influence will still be there, no doubt. Still crazy. But. Hey, we'll see. We'll see. Yeah, we'll see. I, I, I just say it's going to be I, I was about to reiterate my whole point, but there's no point. We, we already did that one. So, I think at the end of the day, we've learned that, you know, it's okay to tell people to take the money. Oh, no. Yeah. It's okay take to, the money. Dennis okay. should have took money. Take Noel should have took the money. Take the money. Take your money, man. Get your money. Go get drafted. <laughs> get your money. All right, y'all. It's that time of the year. Top 10 list, we get to go and do our top 10 by position um, going into the 2022 NBA season. Um, for those who need to know, we're doing point guards first, and Kyrie Irving is not considered a point guard to us this season. Ever. He said it himself. Why, this this so, isn't a debate. If you're upset in the comment section, I don't get it. He said James Harden's a point guard. So Kyrie is now a two. He's been moved to that list. Um, so I'm not sure who wants to go first. Um, my list is right here. I think, I think my list is right here. So who are you replacing Kyrie with? That's tough. That's tough. Um, that's tough. <laughs> All right. So this is what my 10 looks like with Kyrie, unfortunately, because I, I made my list with Kyrie, not without him. And I have to replace him. But number 10 is Mike Conley. Why do you have 10? Uh, my bad. I'm going to pull that five. I, I thought so. Okay, so let's, all right, so just focus on my five then. Um, five, we're doing top five because Keith said so. Um, <laughs> oh, wow. I just realized you don't have your boy on this list. I know, man. I know because he's not a point guard this season. Who's not a point guard this season? Because the, he's not good. No, the right. Lakers are definitely going to lose right. if Westbrook's not the point guard. They're definitely losing if Westbrook's not the point guard. Let's not talk about it. Um, so my five looks like Trey Young. Um, based off what I have on this list right now, Trey Young at five, Dame Lillard at four, Luca at three, Harden at two, Steph Curry at one. So Trey at five, Dame at four, Luca at three, Harden at two, Steph at one. Yes. Okay, gotcha. that's that's that is my five. Okay. I got James Harden over Luka Doncic, even though I believe Luka Doncic's number is going to go crazy. I think James Harden is going to plays a, a a huge role in terms of how that team is effective and how efficient that team is. And, of course, winning. 
goes in hand. Steph Curry is by far the best point guard in the league. I'm just not going to challenge that with anyone in here, nor on the comment section. I'll leave that to Brian because he does that on a weekly basis. <laughs> <laughs> you are right. <laughs> like he's, I'm he's sick of this conversation. He has been defending Steph Curry for three years now, um, day in and day out. So I'm gonna leave that to him. Crazy. Dame at four. Um. I'm worried about Dame. I think Dame's going to have a great season, but the Blazers didn't do enough, and that's why he's at four. He's going to go crazy, but the winning's not going to be there. The efficiency may not be as good. I think he's still in his prime, but definitely at the end of it. Trey Young's definitely taking a step forward this year after the playoffs. I think he's going to go nuts. Definitely, also because that team got a whole lot deeper, and they're still pretty much intact. They pretty much got all the brought the pieces back, so um, that's gonna be fun. And then Chris Paul just makes is just an outside at six. Drew Holiday is my seven. Darren Fox eight. Mike Conley nine. And if I had a ten, I don't have a ten. I'm gonna just leave that out because I don't want to say yeah, nothing. Let's go ahead and put Westbrook there, man. <sighs> or Ben Simmons. Take your pick. Jamal Murray count? He'll be back by playoffs, maybe. Maybe. <laughs> See, that that's, that's the one. A, that's a good question. That's the guy I, I was he, missing. He should be back, but I don't know if I can. Yeah, play him. yeah. yeah I don't. He, he doesn't. Yeah, he can't be when on he this, be, yeah. When he he'll be back is going to be the issue, and um, how many games he miss will be the issue. Yeah, the only comment I got to make is you don't think John Moran is top ten? Ooh, that's another one. Like that's just the that was the glaring name I saw missing, especially because Mike Conley popped up. Now I I did this. I did this. Now, I thought about, I, when I did this list, I thought about John Morant and I thought about Mike Conley. And the reason why I picked Mike Conley over Ja is because I was thinking at it in a lens of the team aspect. Now, Ja Morant had a good, great year last year. Um, but I wasn't necessarily sure if they were going to take a step forward as a team winning-wise. He still does some things on the court that is inefficient, in my opinion. And so I was like, Mike Conley's a steady hand, been a steady hand. So that's how you looked at it? Like, uh, like I was wondering how you graded, like, it was top my, 10 point guard. Yeah, my, my going into the season, my, yeah, my top 10. So yeah, you were thinking more of productivity at the point position? Yeah. Yeah, I think that's why James Harden is above Luka. Like, in some ways, it's kind of it's kind of... I mean, it's, yeah, around, it's your so. list. I was just wondering about it. Nah, I get it. So John Morant is above. Well, he's not in my five because I thought we were doing five. Yeah, all right. So he's your five. Yeah, my five was Trey Young starting at that five position was really. I was about to say that was about to be wild. At one, no. <laughs> I was about to say whoa. I think we're probably all gonna have Steph as number one. That's, I hope yeah. so. So uh, that's why I started at five. Uh, but. Five with Trey Young made mm-hmm. a whole lot of sense to me. It was actually the same five that you had. Um, I was just looking at your other list. Um, but then it dropped down to, excuse me, I didn't have rest on my list either. <laughs> we ain't got to do that, though. Man. I think I do have to, actually. Um, <laughs> then it was Luca, Dame, James, Steph. Luca at four, Dame yeah. at three, James at two, Steph at one. Okay. I gave Dame just that 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 edge over Luca. I mean, we're we're talking about like nitpicking at yeah, this point. Splitting hairs. Yeah, but really, I was like, "Yo, Dame, I've seen you do some crazy stuff. I've seen Luca do some crazy stuff, but I'm just going with Dame." Okay, and then the dude. rest, I think, is just 
self-explanatory. Like, I think James Harden is James Harden. Yeah. Gave him a lot of uh, flack for how he played and how he played in Houston, but, like, he was dominant. Yeah. We was wondering if he was going to average 40 while, <laughs> while giving, like, 10 assists. It was... Yeah, the offense was wonky, but still. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> he was... I appreciated every second of it. It was wild. All right, B. Top five. Talk to me. I'm worried. Whenever he scratches his head, I get a little concerned. I think I know his. I think I think it's two names. Stephen well, Luca. I feel like uh, one, one or two. Because he he loves Luca. Yeah, Dame has to be in there. I don't think Trey makes it. But then that's the question of what happens. Yeah, where's his five at? Steph Harden one and two. Oh, Steph Harden one and two. Hmm. I mean, Luca is just European Harden right now. Luca so. three. <laughs> okay, fair. Dame four. All right, same list so far. And don't be difficult. You, you know what? Be to. difficult if you want you to. Have we need something to, to talk about. I don't see anybody else above <laughs> Trey Young. That's the thing. He's earned that five. You're a five. hater if he's if he's. <laughs> I just don't understand who else would be because we don't have Kyrie in this conversation at all. Yeah, you're so a, a hater yeah. if you don't say Trey. You gonna say Chris? You really gonna say Chris? You wanna say Chris? Mm-hmm. Nah, I don't. <laughs> <laughs> nah, I respect nah, go, Drew Holiday I'll, I'll, I'll as well. Trey, I'll go Trey Young at five. Yeah. Okay. Is it a snub? Should should we consider John Morant higher? Yeah, he's top. Ja, yeah, I, I John Morant. I John Morant in, him in the six yeah. ten. I definitely have yeah. him over Mike Conley. Yeah, one hundred percent over Mike Conley. Like, and I like Mike Conley over a Drew lot. Holiday. Like, I think Drew Holiday can end up at, like, seven, and John Morant can end up at, like, eight. But that's because Drew does so much on both sides of the ball as mm-hmm. well. You know what he's going to get out of him every – like, come on. We say it all the time. Like, take care of the business. It's all right. straight. De'Aaron Fox. It, so, John Morant's better than De'Aaron John, Fox. John Morant's better than De'Aaron Fox. John Morant's better than De'Aaron Fox. I wasn't sure about that's that. The I, honestly, I'm not, I'm that's the sure one I'll take. I'm not sure about, about that one. That's the one I'll take. Cause I'm not sure I, about that one. My 9 and 10 was very – I saw John Morant put – Stephen the Warriors out of the to get into the playoffs. I don't need it. I saw that man going off in the bubble trying to bring his team to the play. Like, and I understand Ja came into a, a better situation than I See, think De'Aaron did. I'm bringing okay, that up. Okay, thank you. But all I can say is from what I've seen with what they had, I think Ja did more, even with the more that he had, than De'Aaron did with the less that he De'Aaron had. De'Aaron averaged no, 25 last year. I'm not year. mad at De'Aaron. What, 25 and 7? Seven? 7. Yeah. I'm not mad at with De'Aaron. With nothing. Not even a good coach. Ja Morant, I saw him in those big moments. I saw his growth and development constantly and continuously. I want to see De'Aaron actually hurt. be able to get to a big moment, but he needs help. He needs a lot of help. <laughs> for sure. I mean, and I'm not saying I think John, I, I am saying I think John Morant is better than De'Aaron Fox, and I don't have a hesitation in saying that. I'm not mad at any other thoughts. De'Aaron is good. I hear you. I'm I not mean, trashing De'Aaron. I know you're not, but I'm. it's, it's not that simple for me. It's not. When you're no, averaging 25 and 7, in Sacramento, let's be honest, Sacramento's been a mess. That's why I gave him what like, I gave him. I was like, like Sacramento has been horrible, to say the least. It's been a mess, and it seems like they're, tr- they're pretty much going to press a reset button again, I mean, what, else what it looks like. Um, Sell the team and move them to Seattle? So, I I mean, it was that was difficult for me. That was a difficult one. I, I can concede the Mike Conley one a little bit better. Yeah, I can concede the Mike Conley one a little bit better. No, nah, the De'Aaron Fox one, like, I understand your argument about but, it. I just hold a lot of weight into being able to be the number one option on the team. 
especially with with uh how him and Jaron Jackson haven't gotten as as many, I guess, reps or at least the chemistry I thought was gonna happen already. Or maybe I mean, Jaron was hurt just, most of last yeah, year. Yeah, that's right. what I'm saying with him out. So he was supposed to be his running mate, you're out. This time you have a chance to get into the playoffs again, you're able to when you have a huge game to do it. Like I don't know. Like I just respect what I saw from him, so I gotta give it to him. I think I'm gonna always give the edge to the the person who, if it's seemingly equal, mm-hmm. who's ever contributing to the winning team. And it's no disrespect to De'Aaron. No, I get it. Yeah, I get it. I mean, like I said, that's your how... buckets are weighted differently when you're playing to get in playoff position, and then when you're not. And that's like I said, no disrespect to him because I always shout out Zach Levine exactly. as well. But I yeah, get it. That's neither here nor there. I definitely understand the logic. All right, looking at the list, looking at your five, or looking at your uh, at your ten, who is not mentioned or who hasn't been mentioned that could be a dark horse to fall in this list. I would say, yeah, other than D-Lo. God, that was mine. D'Lo is a good one, but D'Lo, I don't, I think, I mean, other than Mike Conley, I think he's not better than anybody else on this top ten. I think he could have a year that could. Minnesota's a sleeper team for me. Just a feeling. I think they got some interesting pieces. I think Cat and D'Lo work very well together. I don't think they're going to be a contender or anything. Don't get oh, me yeah, wrong. But we but have like, to see them work well together. They are huh? never playing on the same. That's court. fair. The few times they have played, like I mean, eight. hey, hey, if you want to do the Harden and Kyrie and no, KD fair, thing, but fair. Three superstars, <laughs> but, and these are these two All Star level players. Like, yeah, no, nah, no, nah. D'Lo's an All Star. Cat is a superstar in the making. He just has to stay on the court. Like. He's a seven foot Fair. guy who can handle shoot forty percent. Fair. From I'm three. just not gonna compare to like three of the most trusted offensive saying, players like, in the league. Like those are two really talented. players. No, they're yeah, they're on the um, verge of being like the next wave of stars. So like I think Minnesota is a sleeper team for me in the West, um, and I think D'Lo is gonna have a big part in that because I mean at the end of the day, D'Lo is super talented offensively. Um, Plays with great pace. Great pace, great passer, can shoot it. Super long arms, sneaky like, athletic, can, vision crazy. Like, he can do everything off. His biggest problem is always going to be the defensive end yeah. and how much he really locks in. But I think this will be the first year in a long time where he's, like, he's happy with the situation he's in. He's with his best friend. Like, D'Lo's a guy who can really climb up the climb up this list. And then, obviously, the two most missing guys, I would say here, is the one who shouldn't be a point guard, and the one you said is not gonna be a point guard, and ben Westbrook Simmons and Ben Simmons. Yes. Um, I think Russell Westbrook is is better than John Moran, but I'm not just I just don't want to put them on this list. I would say like, what, I would say maybe, what? Maybe, like, like maybe I'm hating or whatever. I'm just gonna be. Completely I would say he's honest. better than Drew Holiday. Yeah, and sure. Darren Fox. Like, Facts. Uh huh. If we're gonna consider Westbrook a point guard, if he yeah, he's better to be than above, him. Yeah, yeah, he yeah, should at least be like six or seven. Exactly. If we're considering, yeah. I just don't. I don't know how it's gonna shake. With him, him having the ball in his hands like that. I was hating Nining on front. I just don't want to mention his name and point guard list too much because I put so um, much stock into him. I'm not sa- – Ben Simmons is going to – No, he doesn't deserve to be on the list because he shouldn't be a point guard. Ben Simmons – Like forcing your way to play point guard doesn't count. Ben Simmons, if he leaves Philly, yes. You know, maybe, yeah. 
like wherever he goes. I think wherever he goes, he shouldn't play point. But that's not a point guard. Yeah, but unless all these videos he's showing, he start doing in games. He's not a point guard. I'm tired of his summer videos. I'm tired. I I ain't gonna lie. I'm tired of most of their videos. It's not just him. I'm tired of all of them. Nah, I find it fun to watch. Like I, I found the runs funny. Like when they're actually playing and they're going at. But like the workout videos, I'm sick of. Like. Oh, just the clips. The clips of them just getting shots off. Oh, I'm working on my ball. Like, I I, I don't care anymore. Like, mm-hmm. I really don't. Unless you're showing me a video of you working out with Akeem or whoever. Like, mm-hmm. then I'm like, oh, you went to somebody to actually learn something. Like, other than that, I, I don't care. No, I feel you. I feel you. Yeah, I like watching the runs. The runs are fun to watch. I, I enjoy those. But, yeah, the the highlight workout tapes, nah, nah, yeah, I agree. One name that has not been mentioned that is a super, super dark horse, and I'm I'm highlighting super, super dark horses for Van Vliet. I mean, he's going to be Fred good. Man, I think yeah. Fred, I, I think taking out Kyle Lowry. It's his show. It's his show, man. And he averaged 19 last season. Not drafting Jalen Suggs. God, that. Like. I, I swear they were going to. When Kyle Lowry rocked, I was like, oh, Jalen Suggs getting drafted. But we already had so, And they should have. Good man, that boy is really good. Um, I wasn't here when y'all talked about summer league, but good God, that boy is special. That boy is good. The tweet I said, like, oh, it's gonna be a real position battle in Orlando. It ain't. It ain't. It that that tweet got old fast. Um, but yeah, I think for Evan Bleak could be really, really, you know, position um, battle for backup. For could be really, <laughs> could be really special. And for him in Toronto, just because he's gonna, he's, it's his show. He gets to actually be a point guard. I feel like he was running that combo guard yeah. with Kyle. Kyle was really. They, running they were the sharing show. the duties, like. Um. So we really get to see what Fred Van Vliet is made of, and I think he's gonna perform pretty well. Is that gonna translate to wins? Eh. But is he gonna put up good numbers? I'm thinking someone in the ballpark of maybe 23 points, 24 points, six assists, seven assists. Yeah, I think he can do that. Um, and if that's the case, he's putting up pretty much the same numbers the Aaron Fox put up last season. So I think he could very well find himself tinkering on the outside, maybe mm. nine ten spot, depending on how efficient he is and how sure. how efficient that offense looks with him running the show. So that's my super super dark horse. But I'm gonna throw another name out here just for the heck of it. Then since we're here, Malcolm Brogdon. Okay. Like Rick Carlisle's now his coach, Indiana I think is gonna be a little bit healthier this year because that was ma- their major problem last year. I mean Brogdon averaged twenty five and five last year on great efficiency. Yeah, like if Carlisle can come in and infuse some of that offensive genius that he's known for, they stay healthy. Like I could easily see Brogdon averaging twenty plus again, six seven assists, four or five rebounds. He's gonna shoot the ball well. That's what he does. He picks his spots very well. Yeah. Once again, is it good enough to bring it to the top 10? The point guard position is loaded. It is. It is. From top to bottom. I mean, we I mean, we didn't mention LaMelo, who Ooh. I expect to improve from last season. He should. Um, we didn't mention none of the rookies. Um, Cade's going to start most likely. Yeah. So Cade's going to have a quality season. Like the the point guard position is so We didn't mention John Wall who's coming back. From his injury, I'm so interested to see what Houston does with him. So, and I think John Wall is going to play well, just because he finally gets back from the injury last season. 
He um, wasn't horrible last season. He wasn't horrible last season, but I considered last season kind of a warm up. Yeah. This season, he finally he got his feet wet back in the league, hooping, and so now he's going to be actually pushing himself. Yeah, maybe a little bit harder than what he did last year. So like, it's it's very well possible. Like when you say it's loaded, it's loaded. No off nights mm-hmm. if you're a point guard. But yeah, y'all, y'all let us know what y'all think of our top ten. Of course, drop it in the comments. Y'all give us y'all top, top ten, top, top five, top five, top five. What can he say? Smoking on top five. <laughs> <laughs> So please let us know what y'all think. Who did we leave out? Uh, how did we get it wrong? If we got it wrong, we probably didn't because, you know, we us. But we would love to hear y'all <laughs> thoughts. Um, next up, NBA vaccinations. Um, and how big will the vaccination vaccination policies factor into the season? So, the NBA has informed teams that it ant- anticipates that fully vaccinated players and teams and personnel will not be required to undergo regular corona- coronavirus testing this next coming season. Non-fully vaccinated players and personnel will undergo regular testing. Um, and then there's also a report that's saying unvaccinated NBA players in markets with local requirements, such as New York, San Francisco, um, will not be allowed to enter the arena or facilities for games so that... I, at this point, it's looking like they won't be able to play unless they are improved um, for medical or religious exemption. And this is all coming from Shams of The Athletic. Um, I don't know if there's any big names that has not gotten, has not gotten the vaccination or and that hasn't been released yet. Yeah, I don't think so. Um, we really don't know who hasn't or has. Um, I would say the biggest name I know of right now is Andrew Wiggins. Um, he he basically came out and said months ago he was like I'm not getting the vaccine unless I'm forced to. Well, here you are. That's half your season, boss. <laughs> like <laughs> like here you are. It's 41 games. So so I don't. How big how big do you think this will be? How big of a problem do you think this will be for the league? I'm gonna say not as big. I feel like unlike the NFL, this is where started to get into um, a cultural thing. Mm-hmm. The NBA is um, a little bit more liberal. Players are a little bit more open-minded in their thinking. Football's a little bit more of a conservative sport. So I think players are going to be more willing to get the vaccine, and they should. Um, so I don't think it'll be that big a deal. I... What you think? I ain't gonna jump the gun. What you think? I don't know, man. <laughs> <laughs> now, to be completely honest, like I'm just hearing so many Come vaccine on. stories, and like it's like I don't know. I don't know the impact of this. I don't got anybody missing 41 games and missing out on all that bread. So I don't think it's really gonna go into effect that crazy. Like I don't think we're gonna see somebody choose, excuse me, that route where they can't even play home games. Now, I like I said, Brian mentioned football, and I guess we can bring this up because he brought up football. Cam Newton, essentially, in my opinion, <laughs> got cut off night to getting a vaccine. Played a factor, a and big factor. So, how many of these guys where we consider these could be viable pieces? I, I if. If Cam had the vaccine, I think he starts week one. 
I'm, we're not a football podcast, but that's my thought process. <laughs> uh, but he didn't, and he and he stuck to that gun, and so therefore he was cut. How many NBA players, rotational pieces, maybe sixth, seventh on your bench, maybe a starting small for like Andrew Wiggins, where it's like, you know what? Nah. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I think that I think that reality is not too far out of, you know, out of mind where we have to think about, okay, rotations are being bothered, production is being bothered, and and now we have situations where players and teams aren't necessarily performing at their highest level where they thought in the offseason mm-hmm. because guys made, made their own decisions. And at the end of the day, it's still your own decision whether you think you should get vaccinated or not. You still have that choice. Mm-hmm. So I don't know. I don't know if it's – I'm not going to say it's not a big deal yet because we really don't know who's been vaccinated or no, not. Yeah. But the policies itself definitely lend a – you got to get this because New York and San Francisco aren't the only cities that's on this wave. We just, the rest of them ain't come out yet. No, nah, realistically, I don't think we're going to run into this being an issue. Um, I would be really surprised if it actually became an issue. So while the guidelines may seem strict, uh, I don't think anybody's going to have to face them. Mm-hmm. So it's like you can make them as strict or as harsh as you would like because I think everybody's at the end of the day is going to get that vaccine in the NBA or if they don't, I don't think it's going to be anybody. I don't think Andrew Wiggins is going to sit out a year or miss half a game. Like anybody, any integral part mm-hmm. of an NBA roster is going to do that. Maybe some front office people or something like that. But in terms of the players, no, nah, I don't think so. Okay. Right. I, don't, I don't see it. You don't see it? No. Donkey don't see it? No. Too much money. It's a lot of it. <laughs> <laughs> All right, we move on then. We ain't got to stay there long. Um, last, last, last. I think this is the last. Yes, yeah, last. Show. Ah, last. Show. Um, just make a show. Just make a show that's last. Um, who is your must-watch league pass team in this upcoming season? So a league pass team is what we would consider a team that we end up watching a ton of that we really don't root for or a team that doesn't get a lot of coverage on the national scale. Um, I allow what New Orleans was, um, a lot. They they were some of my <laughs> most fun games to watch. I loved watching those games. Um, so those pre-Zion era, right, right. So <laughs> so, what do y'all think? What do y'all think? That's tough. I mean, talent got spread out again. Like I said, like Did I mentioned, it? I mentioned. Yeah, to, to some of to some of the teams that I considered, like the Bulls got better. So, like I said, I don't know if they they're considered to be. You're walking into a season that is a two team race. I mean, yeah, but I mean, okay, teams. There's more reasons to watch more teams now. Like Kate is on Detroit. Can I consider them a league that pass is a team league now? Pass team. How Kate they have the number Detroit. one pick? So is Detroit. That That's team what is I was trash. Asking. All right, so we're going with Man. trash teams. Just the bad teams. No, not. I'm just saying, any, like any team that is not in the national spotlight. Let's and just because way. Kate is number one, none pick, title is, contenders. Which is pretty much twenty eight of the two. Yeah, teams Yeah, I was about to say. <laughs> All but two teams in the league. Yeah, I'm, I know I'm gonna watch a lot of Bulls games. I would say. I guess the way I would factor is any team that has less than 20 games on national TV. Okay. I don't know. That guy. would be my criteria. <laughs> I don't know that. All ripped. Off exactly. That, yeah. That's hard to know off the top of your head. I, I know I'm going to watch the Bulls. That's all right. I know. Okay. Okay. Dang. Well, 
Why? Why are you watching the Bulls? I'm gonna um, drag this out a little bit. No, nah, some some players that I'm really invested in. Zach Levine, you've heard me say for years. I've okay. been waiting to see if he can ascend to two guard stardom in, in the league. He has the bag for it. Um, Lonzo okay. Ball, somebody I've always vouched for. Uh, the whole family <laughs> I vouched for. Big ball starting at point. Demar Derozan, my guy. Like love him. Always wore Kobe's. I was always wondering why he wore Kobe's when I was young, and I'm like, of course, other people love Kobe other than me. Mm-hmm. Um, so he's there now, and just. Seeing that Zach Levine has some semblance of talent around him with Vucevic there as well, Demar, Lonzo, Kobe's coming off the bench, still invested in Kobe White. Mm-hmm. Don't they expect need, them they to need make to a. Trade him. You said what? They need to trade him. Hey man, free Kobe. Kobe. What, Kobe. Kobe. I just want to see him on the NBA it's floor. Just, it's not a. It's not a good place for him anymore. All the changes happen, but I could think he'd be a great six know. man. I got to see what role they try to implement him in, but bucket getter. He, he's you the don't need a getter. bucket getter anymore. It's Zach Levine and Demar. Like you always need buckets off the bench. I guess. Like, I don't know about like, guessing. Kobe's the guy who needs the ball in his hands. Off so it's the like, bench, you don't have to play with all tell, of them. If you're telling me you got Demar Kawhi, and Zach is always going to be on the floor. If you're telling like, me you got Kawhi one of them, and PG on the floor, and then you're like, you know what? In time, we can we can just drop Lou Will in. We saw how well that worked out. Lou Will still getting buckets. Relax, yeah, like, relax. Now he was still getting buckets because he no, got traded at the end. Come on, he was still he was going still for cups. Still getting buckets, and they still reason, going for there's cups. There's a reason they traded him. And they made the playoffs. Uh, relax, relax. There's a reason they traded him. Chicago Bulls aren't winning a ring this season. That's fair. I'm saying I think Kobe White will grow more in a different situation. That's all I'm saying. I think he needs to do the growing this year first, and then maybe expand his role somewhere else. But who who knows? That's besides I mean, maybe, the point. Maybe this year would teach I'm, him how to be a more of a spot up shooter. I don't know. I'm interested in seeing what this year would teach him and that's why I'm watching the Bulls. Fair enough. Okay, so we got the Bulls. So, just for sake of purposes here, let's say league passing. I looked up the schedule for teams with the most nationally televised games. Okay. So, the top 10 teams with nationally televised are the Lakers, the Warriors are number two, mm-hmm. Brooklyn's three, Bucks four, Suns five, Celtics six, Knicks seven, Clippers eight, 76ers, and then the Mavericks or Jazz are tied at wow. 10. Yeah, so the Bulls. I expected the Hawks to have more games this year. No. Yeah, I know, right? (laughs) No. Why not? Because ice trade a gang is fun. The fact it's fun to us. No, but no, ice trade is fun. Even I got it. That's a little weird. Like the fact that the Knicks are over them is like why? Because they they halfway went. I mean, I get it, but like I thought, but like Atlanta is Atlanta, and you would think after going to the Eastern Conference Finals, Atlanta, New York, like Atlanta, it's not, but it's still a major market, and it's still. A team that went to the conference finals. A major market versus the market. I, I, I'm not saying they should be over New York. I'm saying they should have been like neck and neck, neck and neck, you. like but under them, I, like close. Where is Atlanta on the list? I think before I, before I make that argument, where is Atlanta on the list? Like they're not on the list, not, not even in the top. No, they don't have to be in the top ten. But if they're twelve, it, it I'm not tripping. It's, it's only showing me the top ten. It's only showing me the top ten. I would say yeah, if they're like 11, 12, I'm not tripping. But if they're like 19, yeah, yeah, we got to talk. I'm like, yeah, what? Yeah, that's a good, yeah, that's a good question. I don't know. I, I think I expect Atlanta to be in the top ten, though. Yeah, I was about to be very disrespectful to the first seed and say, why do Utah have so many games? <laughs> but I mean, they are coming off the number Donovan one. Mitchell's a guy people like. So, um, yeah, I got two. I got two. One is Atlanta, Atlanta. is at thirteen. Yeah, that ain't behind bad. who? Miami and Denver. I ain't mad at that. Denver, I ain't so, mad at it. I mean, it's the MVP. 12, like 13. 14. They're at 14 no. with the most nationally televised games. Mm, no. And we're getting there. Yeah, no. <laughs> it's getting a little disrespectful. I don't, are they tied with those? No. no. So, 
Like, so Dallas and Utah are tied at 10th. Okay. Yeah. So that's 10 and 11. Denver's right behind them at 25. Mm-hmm. Miami's 22. And Atlanta's then, 19. Yeah, I'm cool with that. I don't know how I feel about that. That's going to change. 19 games? Nationally that's gonna, nationally I know, I know. For Atlanta, though, that's decent. Going, that's not. That's not okay. That's not okay. I think, and I think that's going to we'll, change, Keith. Like we're overestimating the further, the we get who the wants season, to see them on TV. I don't think we are. Like they're a fun team. That's yeah. a, that's an entertaining guy. Hey man, to yeah. me, that's your boy. They that is it. my guy. That's what I'm saying. I think that's my guy. I think that's your guy. I think that's his guy. I think that's his guy. I don't think that's the majority of America's guy. I don't think everybody sees what he did did in the playoffs and then goes, eh, give him 19. Really? Especially especially with Utah, like, ahead of them. By that significant of a margin. And I'm not trying to hate on the number one seed. I will. Not either. But, like, if you ask me who's more fun to watch. I'm not surprised. What I'm saying is I'm not surprised how this list showed up. Fair enough. In my list, yeah, Atlanta's up there. I expected her to be top ten. But. Fair enough. Fair enough. I'm not the majority of viewers. The the team above them has 22? Yep. Miami. The Miami Heat? Yeah. No, that's fine. But to be from 22 to 19? The Bulls have 11. Eleven, yeah, told you, <laughs> yeah. told y'all, the Bulls. <laughs> no, nah, people really don't like the Bulls' moves this offseason. Shocking. No, nah, yeah, a lot yeah. of mixed reviews. Oh, I thought it was decent. A lot of mixed reviews. People Better said, than, um, I, think I think there was a scout that said, no, it was a scout poll, whatever. They said the worst move made in the offseason was DeRozan going to Chicago. Yep, that was the worst move in the offseason. I don't know. Maybe everybody in LA was just mad. Mm-hmm. I don't know. But did you give us your team? No, nah, not yet. All right. Um. I'm going with the Wizards. Okay. Shockingly enough. <laughs> I don't know what he's talking about. See y'all next week on. Uh, <laughs> I think the Wizards. He's being difficult. <laughs> I think the Wizards are going to be better than they were last year. This man said the Bullets. <laughs> I'm mean, okay. He said I'm watching the Bullets. All right. Like I don't. I think that would take half an episode to dissect fully. So I'm not going to ask him. I, really think, I think they're a deep. I think they're deeper. I think the pieces fit together better. I think they have a new coach. It feels it's not new Scott Brooks. Yeah, I get that. It feels fresh. Like, all right, y'all can be bad in a different way. That's the way I. That's the way I see. <laughs> hold up, hold up. Yeah, like I'm sitting up here saying they're gonna be a top four team. I think they'll be better. They were the nine seed last year. Better than watch the eight. It. Yeah, you just want to watch. Shocking. I get, it. I get it. Like it checks out for this. I yeah yeah. Like they I'm have not some, mad at the Wizards being hey, a pick. I just want to watch. The I just want to see Kyle Kuzma be better than Brandon Ingram. That's not happening. That's what I'm saying. Show me, Leak. Anyway, you can invest in a laugh, but I wouldn't but, invest in a team. But no, like I still think I still think they're going to be decent. Why Brad Bill still going to be a bucket? Like I said, I still think Kyle Kuzma can't score in the league. I don't think he's a bum by any stretch. I don't think he's a bum. Montrezl Harrell is going to be another guy who, with his opportunities, will score. They got Denny Avid. Uh, I always mess up his last name, but uh, the rookie from last year, Denny's a solid. Yeah, always mess up his last name. Um, they went and got Spencer Dinwiddie, like you got Casey. Ma- you got they had a really solid group of NBA players. You got them making the playoffs? You think they can? I got to think about the East is, I'm not going to say the East is loaded, but the East is really deep with solid teams. I don't think they're making the playoffs. I think they'll, I think they're going to be, <laughs> I think they'll be in the play in again. Like, I think they're going to be somewhere between seven and nine again. Uh, like, Russ had a little stretch where, like, all right, he was I'll give, that's I'll he was give him that. Russ also had that beginning of the season where he was horrible and he was the reason they were in that hole. Hey, look, man, I'd rather take the guy who can get me in a hole and get me out of it than. I would rather have the guys who just keep me above water. I don't think the rest of those guys keep you above water. I think that's. You're literally looking at Brad Bill, who we know is a 30-point guy. Brad Bill was in a hole with Russ. Huh? 
My, so here's my point. And Dolo, he was here's not making point. a playoff. Here's my point. Brad is a 30-point guy. We know that without a shadow sure. of a doubt. You now add Kuzma, who should be good for anywhere from 15 to 18 You think points. the fit's going to be better, and that's why they excel a I little think that's bit more? And coaching, I think that all adds up. That's fair. Like, they have, they legitimately have three to four other guys who could average 15-plus next to Brad Bill, instead of it just being Russ, who we know is an inconsistent score, and Brad Bill. Like, it could work. Wizards and better just doesn't mix. So I'll put my I money. It sounds. I'll put my money. It sounds weird when you say it out loud. I get it. That's why I said I knew it was gonna shock y'all. But like, and I definitely don't. I don't care if they do get better. I don't. I still don't want to watch Wizards basketball personally. Not I, yet. I gotta see what the coach does. Like that's the big thing for me. Like if the coach puts in a system that actually highlights the players' talents. Why Spencer Dinwiddie was fun for me to watch in Brooklyn. Like if you're letting him rock in Washington next to Brad Bill. If Montrezl Harrell's being the energy guy we saw him being the Clippers, like, that could be interesting to watch. Like, eh, it's not bad basketball. We'll see. Well, we're going to see. We'll see. the mic. We'll see. <laughs> Greg started Greg, like, I can't I believe Brian saying this. Yeah, I'm just out here <laughs> thinking, like, he said that. They, yeah, threw you off, right? Yeah, yeah, but I got two. I got two. Um, You're not allowed to have two. I'm not allowed to have two. I got to have one? Yes. All right, so one. That's tough. I got to shoot between the two. That's what everybody else did, Greg. Play the game. I had one. Right. <laughs> um, but I had to choose between all 30 teams. <laughs> okay. Well, if that's the case, then mine is Atlanta. Atlanta. <laughs> Fits the criteria. Yeah, definitely. Fits the criteria. They only Atlanta. got like 12 games on that. <laughs> right. Which is disrespectful. I think that's going to change. I really think that's going to change. I think because you know how the season – Goes on. Yeah, they switch. They start around. switching around uh, ESPN games and all that in the third uh, national games. Atlanta's going to definitely have more games at the end of the season. I think they'll have twenty five games, maybe twenty two. Yeah, they'll games. probably end up somewhere in that uh, range. nationally because I can see the Knicks falling out of this. Trey's too fun. Trey's too fun to watch. Atlanta itself, the team itself, is fun to watch. Like the lobs, the defense, the guys' ability to shoot. Um, like. Yeah, you have you have defense. Um, I say defense. Yeah, you said the lobs, the defense, and then kept going. I was like, oh my bad, I zoned out when you said my defense. bad. I didn't mean to say defense. My bad. <laughs> I think I was just talking about. I meant to say the the depth, the deepness. My bad. The deep, how deep they were. The team is deep. The lobs, they fun. They can score the ball. They don't play defense, but we don't care. Defense, defense. We don't care. We really don't. They can shoot. They and so I will say that it will be my most interesting storyline for next year. Defense, defense? To see how defenses recover from the COVID season. Because last year, defenses were horrible the entire season. And most of us kind of blamed that on the fact that it was a COVID season. They had mm-hmm. a shortened training camp. Like, team scouting reports weren't as in-depth. I'm interested to see if the league – Bounces back to some extent. That and the the rule change. That too. The rule change. The rule change is going to be big uh, in terms of how uh, guys like Trey, guys like James, um, kind of adapt to not being able to initiate content. Mm. Con. Um, yeah. Contact. Excuse me. I was about to say content. Contact. <laughs> um, been working. So. This Washington team is deep. 
we're getting out of here. <laughs> I don't know. I'm talking about When's Atlanta. When's the last time you heard that? Washington. <laughs> That's my I keep point. talking about Atlanta. This man wants to talk about Washington. Because I, 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 the roster was pulling up. I just hadn't looked. Now I'm really looking. I'm like, well, there's guys we didn't even mention who are decent players on here. But also a team that was really, really bad last year that I just want to just throw out there. It's not my second team, but it's a team I'm just, you know, Houston. Oh yeah, no, they're, they're gonna be fun to watch. I, yeah, Houston. I didn't want to name Houston because I didn't think it was allowed. It was a huge market, so um, no, they, they only got five games on national TV. Yeah, because they they got John Wall, <laughs> not, <laughs> not Jalen Green, John Wall. <laughs> I mean, that's the only reason they got five grand. Jalen Green, just Jalen oh. Green would have got you like seven. How many games <laughs> Detroit got? Oh, uh, six. See how much that that first five one. again. See. So Jalen Houston has four. Detroit has five. My see, Jalen see Jalen Green is worth four games. John Wall I'm isn't weak. worth. I'm weak. Any shout outs? Any shout outs? Uh, nah. Shout out. Um, shout outs to. Shout out to Zebo. And Tony mm, Allen. Getting their numbers retired. That's right. Retired in Memphis. First team all defense. Shout out to them. Wild fun and bullies get bullied. Know your report franchise. It's a shout out. He hate not. Let's get out of no, here. No, I'm, I'm actually very happy for Zemo. <laughs> we Allen. wouldn't have known. I can't, I can't <laughs> tell, B. I'm I very, actually can't tell. I'm very happy for Tony Allen and Zach Randolph. I just, it's just, it's just funny to me. But I am very happy. For you remember your New Year's resolution? They definitely deserve that. I, I man, thought that New was his New Year's hey, <laughs> last hey. year. <laughs> hey, I'm not gonna hate as much. I'm, not, I'm really not hating. I'm not hating on them. Let me put it this way: I'm not hating on them. They deserve this moment. I'm proud of. They them deserve for this moment with they a trash deserve. franchise. Wait, that's that's what it sounds like hating. The only guy your numbers retired because the franchise trash. I'm hating on the Memphis Grizzlies. I'm hating on the Memphis Grizzlies. I'm hating on the Memphis Grizzlies. Not Zach Randolph and Tony Allen. Get me Keep out that of here, bro. Tony Allen, first team all defense. You're a legend, bro. Zach Randolph, you're a beast, bro. Proud of y'all. <laughs> hey, we love y'all, man. We appreciate y'all being with us on this show. If y'all enjoyed it, y'all, if, please, y'all know what to do, man. Like, subscribe, comment. Um, let us know what y'all think. Join the conversation. We love the conversation. We're going to do our best to reply in the comments to y'all. So do that for us. If you're listening... On Spotify, Apple, Google, you name it, any anchor, you name it, y'all know what to do. Uh, like the show, rate the show, five stars, four stars, none three or below. Because like my mama say, if you don't got nothing nice to say, don't say yeah, nothing at all. And um, we appreciate y'all. And as always, easily breathe the game. We love you. Be safe. We out. Man's can't get his jersey retired. Can't get a <laughs> 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 <laughs>